Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. If you leak breast milk, you can now stop losing it to your breast pad and instead collect it to add to your stash. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later, but these sponsors make this podcast possible. So and when you can, head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and visit that sponsor page. See if you can give any of those sponsors your business. That would be very helpful. And uh, while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address. And we'll have episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And now Diane has our review of the week. And I wish I had the date on this, but I do not. It came to us through Instagram. And she said, hey there, I had my first baby two and a half months ago at just 25 weeks after going into preterm labor. Our little fighter was only one pound, 15 ounces. I started listening to your podcast during my long drives back and forth to the NICU. I've been exclusively pumping for my baby and just dreaming of the day I could finally breastfeed. Today was that day. I just wanted to thank you guys for providing me with all the information I need to be successful on this new journey. You two have both been so inspiring. Love to you both. And she sent a little picture of her first time breastfeeding with her little baby um, who was 25 weeks. That's amazing. I can't. That is so insane. I, I mean, it must have been so scary. Just and unbelievable. And I can't imagine. It must be so scary to have a baby in the NICU. I can't uh, imagine. And it's so, the stress, like I've talked to a zillion NICU moms over the years and the stress is unbelievable for one thing. But yeah trying to keep up with the, you know, and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of parents with babies in the NICU, they're like, okay, this is the one thing I can do is give my milk, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the one thing I can do, but the stress surrounding it can just be so much that it's just oh, so hard. But this is such a great inspiration for everybody who has a baby that is not latching or who you aren't able to breastfeed right away. You know, like yeah. those babies will go, they will breastfeed. And this little baby was born at 25 weeks and was two and a half months old before they finally were able to latch. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And babies will do it. They will do yeah. it. And it's going to be really hard on so yeah. many levels. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So congratulations. I am so thrilled for you. And like I said, I wish I had written the date down on this, but it wasn't that long ago. We only got this in like, I don't know, it was yeah, like a week or two or something. Yeah, it was recent. So um, congratulations. And I hope everything continues to go well. And thank you so much for reaching out. You can send us your success stories, your suggestions, your reviews, any of that stuff. We'd love to hear it. You can put it on iTunes because that really helps us a lot. It helps the podcast, helps to be able to find us. Um, but if you don't have the access to be able to do that, you can shoot us an email at badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com or you can throw it on one of the social medias because we're there too. And that's it. And now today we're going to badmouth people. So... <laughs> So there you go. Like, <laughs> Mostly men. Yeah. But you know. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be all days. Yeah, I know, right? It doesn't have to be all men because they're definitely no, is, usually. Usually, yes. Men or grandmother, the grandmother. Sometimes oh, that well, that's is true. 
yeah, sometimes it's, you know, family. But yeah, we're going to talk about, and when we say pro-weaning partners, like my brain has to twist that around because I always want to, it always just sounds like that they're pro-breastfeeding. You know what I mean? As a pro-weaning partner, it's like, oh, they must it be sounds good. positive. Pro. When it you does, say pro, it it's like, oh, that's positive. They're pro-something. Yeah, they're pro-you weaning. This is not a positive. No. And there's so there's so many like situations where people are just and it's your partner. You know, we're mainly talking about partners as pro winning partners, but um, of course there's other people in your immediate family that are right next to you all the time. And it is so stressful to have people telling mm-hmm. you that you should wean. Right. And you have to like defend your breastfeeding relationship. It's like absolutely insanity. You know, we were talking about this the other day and on my breastfeeding boot camp support group. And we had a, a parent who joined us. Um, I've got a couple of parents that are you that are almost always on. But then, you know, we'll have other people kind of like come and go, or whatever, depending on what stage they're in with their relation breastfeeding relationship and their parenting. And this one parent popped on and um, she's a podcast listener and was wonderful. And she was saying how like her partner is very supportive. And this just kind of like came up. I, I didn't even say like, oh, we're going to talk about this this week on the pod. Like it just, you know, they just kind of brought it up on their own. She was saying that her partner, her husband is very supportive, but her own father and her own brother are not. And they're constantly saying something to her about it. And one of the other moms was like, you know, I wonder if you had, cause she has a little boy. She goes, one of the other parents said, I wonder if you had a girl, if they would think differently. And it's really so interesting because you just mm-hmm. don't know what's going on in people's heads. Or what his society has put in people's heads. Uh, yes. You know, exactly. like mm-hmm. they don't eat, they're probably not even conscious of that. Oh, I, you know, I doubt it. Right? Totally teach, teach, treat men and women, boys, girls, you know, whatever to have this binary conversation, but treat them so differently without even knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, which makes it so easy then to be like, well, no, I'm not. No, I'm, that's not why. But right. it is. You just don't know it. Absolutely. But anyway. And they, you know, she's, you know, and she's like, I, you know, I think that they've just like sexualized it and are just like uncomfortable with it or whatever. Well, and, and, you and know, kind of like, don't be doing that. Stop yeah. doing that. And yeah. she herself is a woman. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just guessing that she identifies as a woman and, you know, um, and then so therefore everybody is just welcome to give their advice and tell you what to do. Right. Exactly. And the other the other moms on there, um, the other mothers were funny because out of the group that was there that day, um, a couple of them said that their own parents, like their own fathers were uncomfortable with it. You know, like maybe the first little bit of time and then they got used to it and they were like, okay, whatever. And that doesn't bother them anymore. And then um, there is another parent that was also saying that her partner gives her a hard time. So, and that is very hard. Like, what do you say? You know, you want to offer the right kind of support, but what do you say? Because you can't be like, what an asshole. You know, like, you're just kind of like, wow, that's so hard. Because it is hard when when anybody, especially your own, the person that you live with is not supporting your choices that you should be making as a family, like you shouldn't have to battle 
with somebody to breastfeed your child. Right. And that's hard enough. We got to battle society. Like, why do you got to battle the people that live in your house? Right. And this is my this is my thing is that it is not a family decision. This is my body. Good point. And this is not a family decision. We are not sitting. It's not we're not talking about schools or discipline or anything like that. This is absolutely not a family decision. It is not your decision how I manage and deal with my period. It's not your decision how I deal with going to the bathroom. Now, I was going to save this to get into this rant later, but since we're here, (laughs) here we are. I did it. I just (sighs) set you off. I'm sorry. You got me riled up. (laughs) So I was scrolling through Facebook or I was scrolling through Instagram before we came on here. And I read this thing from this this, uh, account. It's called the... The female lead. I've never heard of it. I never saw it. I don't know. Somebody shared. I don't know how I ended up on here. But there's a quote on here. It says society started referring to moms as superheroes because it was easier to sit back and let us do everything while making it seem like a compliment rather than taking things off our plate and actually stepping up and helping us. Now, that kind of leads us into a whole different conversation. But for the sake of this conversation, I want to say we we talk we always talk about how amazing people are and how badass it is and how you're a superhero for breastfeeding and how all of this. And, you know, I support that and I think it's very empowering. But sometimes it kind of gets in the way of the actual like it. it, it kind of interferes with the idea that actually we're not superheroes. We're not amazing and awesome because we breastfeed. This is biologically normal. It's very simple. We were born to do this. Our bodies were designed to do this. We are not superheroes because we breastfeed. Like literally that's what your boobs are for. It's not a superhero thing. It's a fucking being a person thing. Mm -hmm. That's all. You are just born to do this. Your body was born to have a cycle. Your body was born to reproduce. You have a cycle. You poop. You pee. You have a heartbeat. Your blood flows around your body. Lactation is absolutely no different than any of that. It is a simple bodily function. And you're not a hero. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is just a bodily function that you... At this point in history, you can choose not to use. You can. But you choosing to do it doesn't mean that, you know, it shouldn't be seen as something like, you know, putting people out or like, you know, it's some amazing thing. Like, this is literally what we're here for. This is what we're designed to do. It's very simple. We are just, we are just, you know, it's another bodily function. Just like I bleed every month. Mm-hmm. Just like I pee when my bladder's full. It is a simple bodily function. And, it's, and if, if anyone had a, an opinion about how I pee and menstruate, I mean, people would be like, what? How do you even, like, you don't even have, like, control over that. Like, how is people have an opinion about it? Why is lactation different? Now, I know the answer to that. Because we've, you know, sexualized the female body and because we, you know, all of these, all of those kinds of answers. But this is not, this decision and this process does not involve even your partner. 
you go over there, step back, have that dumb look on your face like you had in the delivery room and (laughs) stay out of it. You don't have any more to do with this than you had with me pushing the baby out of my vagina or in however you delivered your baby. This is the same thing. It is yet another bodily function that we are doing, that we are you that we are experiencing. One thing that I always go back to with it, I've got two things I want to say. For sure. One thing that I always go back to is I mean, I totally agree with you. I don't know or I I can't wrap my own head around the idea that another parent does not want the best thing for their child. You know what I mean? I find it right. very selfish. Right. It's like not even just the best thing for their child, but we know like you cannot deny the science behind the benefits of breastfeeding and the benefits of chest feeding for both parent and baby. And you the cannot risks, deny that. Yeah. The risks of not. Right. So the why would you not breastfeeding? Why would you not want that? For your child, like, why would you, why would you fight against that? Like, I don't, that I don't, I can't wrap my head around because I'm naive in that way. I'm just like, well, doesn't everybody want the best thing for everybody? No, I guess some people don't. They're selfish and they think of themselves and they don't Right, exactly. It's a totally selfish thing. Like, why are you even involved in this? Why are you? Right. The other thing made me think of it. I hadn't thought about this in a long time. When I first started in this field, I was working as a WIC peer counselor breastfeeding peer counselor for the WIC department in our area. And we were always like told, because, you know, we were like just learning all the things and we're told, you know, breast is best, breast is best, which we still hear all the time. And people always say that. And then people started saying, you know, the more trainings I went to and stuff, people go, breast is not actually best. Breast is a biological norm. So when you say breast is best, people are like, oh, that's the gold standard. That's up here. I'm fine with being the bronze standard. I don't have time to be the gold standard. But if we like label it as this is normal, what this is normally what your body does. Like this is, this is it, right? Like this is, this is what your body does. Then it doesn't seem so out of reach or it shouldn't seem so out of reach. Well, that's the whole superhero thing. It's like, well, I'm not a superhero. Look, I'm not a superhero. I can't do all this. No, no, no. Nobody can. Right. Nobody can. Nobody else wants to do it either, which is why nobody helped you and why they just started calling you a superhero because they're like, oh, my God, look at all the things you're doing. You think I want to be over here doing absolutely everything? No, and it just fuel it fuels the like that narrative that like. That. You know, we should be doing everything and everyone should be having this opinion about. What we're doing. And but but yeah, but yeah, but I, I totally agree with that. Breast is best. It's not helpful. And actually, breast is best if you do a little um, research. That was that's a formula company started that, not the lactation world. Formula marketing formula. started that. Breast is best, but breast is best, but you know, then though, you know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes, but and all these like all these reasons why they they just play to this. It just, you know, they play to your, you know, you know, you know, you don't, you don't have to do everything. You know, you're not. Right. You're not a superhero. But it does. Don't feel yeah, like it you're, does. Yeah. It takes away the idea that like, this is a simple bodily function. Just like all the other bodily functions you have, it is no different. Right. 
It involves a part of your body that has been completely overly sexualized, beyond sexualized, fetishized. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there we step into, you know, a whole other, you know, the reasons why, you know, women's health and this, you know, the female body and all that stuff that, you know, involves the whole society conversation. But yeah. Absolutely. But should we, why don't we do Oh my God. I know. So (laughs) we'll do our break and then we can talk about maybe some of the things that we can do about these partners. If there's anything, maybe we're just here to like. You don't want to hear from me. I'll tell you what to do. (laughs) And it's in two words. Starts with an F and an O. Okay, we'll be right back with more of this. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Do you leak breast milk? Have you ever thought about how much breast milk you're soaking up in your breast pads and throwing away? What if you could catch that milk and add it to your stash instead? The Milky's Milk Saver allows you to do just that. Slide the Milk Saver into your bra or tank top on the non-nursing side to catch the letdown while you breastfeed. People are adding ounces upon ounces to their stash on a daily basis. Thousands and thousands of breastfeeders have discovered this product. It holds two ounces of milk. It's comfortable to wear and reusable. You might be thinking that you don't leak very much. This is what most people say before they actually use the milk saver. You will be shocked at how much milk you collect and how much liquid gold you are throwing into the garbage. This milk can be used to beef up your stash, to make breast milk keepsakes, for baths, for breast milk popsicles, lotion, soaps, you name it. Breast milk is worth saving. Check out the Milky's Milk Saver at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. A little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, or any of your favorite beverages or even snacks when you're done breast or bottle feeding. Head over to Sarah's Chill, that's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com, or check them out at Sarah's Chill on Instagram for more details and use code BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25 for 25% off of your purchase. That's BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25. And uh, the sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So... And now everyone can F off. (laughs) So really what it comes down to, like when I hear people talking about this, I always kind of go from like, wow, like this is really unfortunate that we're still having this conversation about something like this. 
But the truth behind it is there are really very, very unsupportive partners out there. And it is a really hard thing to get around. That is one of the biggest reasons for not breastfeeding or for stopping breastfeeding earlier than you planned is because you have lack of support. That is like the number one reason. So this is a huge deal. You know, those those pro weaning partners. We put like pro weaning because if you are somebody who's like because a couple of the people that I've recently talked to, their baby was, you know, oh, once you get close to six months, I want you to wean. Once you're at a year, I want you to wean, you know, that kind of thing. But sometimes you're just starting out, right? You're just starting out. Your baby is maybe a week or two old. You're just getting into a groove of breastfeeding and your partner's like, no, I'm not. I don't want this. I don't want you breastfeeding in public. I don't want you breastfeeding in front of other people. I don't want you breastfeeding at my family's house. I don't want you breastfeeding when people are at our house. They don't want to see that. And they just make it really difficult for you to continue. And that's not okay. I mean, that is really not okay. And I don't have a lot of really great answers for that. But I can like be a good sounding board because it's awful to have to right. try to do that, deal with that. And like Abby said, it's not, it's, this is a relationship that you're having with your own body. Like this is not something that should be up for discussion amongst multiple family members. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a few ways like, you know, you, the, the bottom line, I mean, the, the hard truth I think of a lot of this is that there aren't any like one size fits all answers. You know, you have different partners that have different concerns that, that are, have different motivations that, you know, are coming from different places. And, and but what is 100% true about you is that you will find yourself dealing with stress in ways that you never imagined. You will find yourself having to, you know, create boundaries and deal with, you know, people in your business on a level like never before. And you will have to dig deep. You will have to dig deeper in yourself than you've ever dug and do things that are so extremely out of your comfort zone. For a lot of people, just creating boundaries with people is so incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, I remember doing it with my own family early on. It's just so uncomfortable because we've likely never done it before. Mm -hmm. And they have never violated boundaries at the level that they're doing it now. (laughs) You know, babies really bring on like the, you know, the crazy violator (laughs) in everybody. Yeah. Right. They just bring out the crazy. Everybody goes nuts. And like you are going to find yourself in situations that are so uncomfortable that you don't want to be there. And there is no magic answer. There's no easy way, you know, to deal with it. I mean, I think that, you know, if you, I mean, some people know right off the bat, like, oh, I could try to talk to my partner about this, but I know they won't listen. Mm -hmm. You know, they know, you know, you know, usually at this point, you know, kind of what conversations you can have or what's going to, you know, what they're going to listen to and not listen to. And and hopefully you have a partner that's, you know, understanding and going to listen, even if they are saying that they would like you to wean they might have a conversation about it. Um, I think education is key in this. I think explaining to them that this is a bodily function and equating it to, or, or, you know, um, equating is not the word that I mean. 
like um, comparing. I was looking for a fancier word. <laughs> it to like your cycle, you know, your pregnancy, you know, these kinds of things that that people wouldn't generally get involved in, you know, you know, letting them know that this is, um, you know, this is something that involves your bodily, your body very intimately and that you can't just stop. Mm -hmm. You can't, that is not good for either one of you. You know, you will go, it'll bring on extreme hormonal changes. Your baby will be real upset. Your body will go through, you know, changes, you know, just from that process and trying to let, you know, trying to explain this to them, you know, that it's not that easy. Um, so I don't know. I think trying to educate them is one way to do it. And the other way is, you know, laying down some, you know, laying down those boundaries and laying down the boundaries of the family. I guess you think about like my own parents. I think you think about grandparents, but you might need to do it with your partner too. I remember this wasn't exactly about breastfeeding, although we did, we had a discussion about this too. But when I first got pregnant, I kind of felt like I was just like pregnant. I was going through this thing and Josh was like, not really involved. Mm -hmm. And I said at one point, I was like, I don't know, like you want to be like involved, like somehow, I don't know, like act like you're interested or like, just like be a part of it. I don't know. I didn't know what he was supposed to do and he didn't either. Right. But so what he did was he picked up this book like of course what what to expect when you're expecting i'm sure was the book we had of course um, yeah that's the one that everybody's got and i remember sitting in the bathtub one day and he came in and he goes so i'm looking at this book are you still wearing um thongs and i was like yeah and he goes it says not to do that <laughs> it says that it says you shouldn't wear those Thanks. and i was like i was like this is not what i meant <laughs> <laughs> by being involved <laughs> like you don't get like there's no like what i shouldn't shouldn't be doing that's not what i meant like i'm not sure what i meant you know and like maybe we can figure that out together but i can tell you this right here is not it and he was, like, okay, okay. <laughs> he was like okay okay he was like okay all right he so he was fine with that and then you know then i had we had jack and then um i had jack he was there <laughs> um, and he, you know, I started breastfeeding and he was like very supportive of it and very, you know, it was really, you know, hard at first. And, you know, we had a really hard time getting started and he was like there for that. And I started learning about, you know, of course I started learning more about it and, and learning that, that he, he might possibly, you know, I, I would go, oh, maybe I just want him to like wean on his own. And like, you know, sometimes they wean like really, you know, they're like old when they wean. And he was like, eh. I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and I remember, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something along the lines of like, well, <laughs> not your opinion doesn't matter at all. <sighs> you know, this doesn't involve you in the least. Yeah. Whether I'm what, how old or how long I, how long I breastfeed for. Like you literally have no, like you can be a part of it and be a positive, like, you know, presence in it, or you can just back up. Like those are your two choices. Like you don't get to decide what's going to happen. You can be positive or you can be a jerk and be over there. 
be open there. I think education definitely plays a role. And I was going to say that too, before you did. And I know that when I have done breastfeeding classes, more so in when I did them in person, I mean, I still do them now all the time and, you know, over zoom, but it's just not this, you can't interact with people in the same way. But right. when people were going in person, is able to kind of bridge over some of those concerns because, and that was one of the reasons why I really wanted partners to be there because sometimes they would be like, Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And it would be a game changer for them. Right. Maybe it would be a health, health benefit. Maybe it would be, you know, the biological normalcy of it. Maybe it would be the financial process of it that people don't really think about that plays into their, you know, in, into mm-hmm. their role of it. And that would be really like, oh, all right, I'm on board with this now. I, I get it. I, I understand it a little bit more. But one of the other things that we have never talked about, I don't think on the podcast, maybe a while ago, but I don't think we have, is partner postpartum mood disorders. Oh, yeah. I actually have a friend who whose partner went through that. Yeah. And it is like, you don't hear about it as much. It's probably not as prevalent as it is with, with the, the actual birth parent, but right. it is a thing. And if you, not that you should have time, so I, I fight with this in my own brain because it's like, why should a new parent have the time to sit and coddle their partner about why they should be on board with breastfeeding. Like no, but I just, just like of, the parent, just like the birthing parent would have responsibility for getting help, they have responsibility to get help for themselves too. Exactly. But just to kind of find out, like what 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 is the hold? Like if you're really if you're really unsupportive about the process of breastfeeding your infant, what is it about it that's that that is so bothersome? You know, like what is it? And maybe it comes down to the fact that that partner. Now their whole life has changed. Their relationship with you has changed. Everything has changed. And they are not prepared for that because they don't prepare the way the, the birth parent prepares. It's totally right. different. And they just cannot. Well, and nobody can fully it. prepare, right? Because nobody it's too can abstract. fully prepare. Like, you right. cannot prepare for this. As soon as that baby hits your life, it's like, it's just reality. Right. You know, that, that's the reality. Every, all of the preparation, some of it worked, maybe some of it didn't. You know, you can't. Right. You can't, you can't like totally prepare, but the birth parent is like carrying that baby and you, you bond, right? right? While that baby's, you know, you have that piece of it where the partner doesn't. And then the partner, like the baby's born, the partner's like, okay, I'm not feeding them. I'm not part of that. I'm not like, and the relationship with their partner now is totally changed, which I think a lot of people don't get that. Like they, they don't even. They're not fun bags anymore. So it's totally different. And I think a lot of times, well, I don't want to say I think, but a lot of the people that I've talked to that have had issues with their partners being pro-weaning, it really comes down to my life is different and I want it back the way it was. And this baby's interfering and this needs to change. We can't go out because we can't leave the baby because you have to breastfeed. We can't do things because the baby has to breastfeed. The baby is sleeping in our bed. The baby is up three times a night and you kept keep getting out of bed with the baby. Like this yeah. is not. And what they don't realize is that it's exactly the same and even more work if you bottle feed. Right. But they don't think of that. They, they just don't say, let's know. take this know. out of the How equation. You, know? right. you wouldn't they don't know. know. No. And they just let's, if we took breastfeeding out of the equation, it would things be normal. Things would be life. more normal. Yeah. Right. Things would be more. Yeah. But, but Yeah. Right. I hear that all the time. Yeah. And that's not, I mean, life is different now. Yep. 
And it's not going back. Right. Yeah, you'll find a new normal, but it's not going back. And yeah, there's a lot of like having to come to terms with that. And I think that's so true. I think that that's like, um, I heard, I was listening to a comedian and I can't, I don't remember who it was. I think Josh would remember. But he was talking about this exact thing. He was talking about how, um, he was talking about like having babies and and the whole change that happens and you know how as like the non-birthing breastfeeding parent you're kind of on the outskirts you're not as involved and he said now I know why men leave oh and I don't I had a really hard time with that I was like that does not that's not sitting with me well, mm-hmm. because it just feels kind of like it feels very toddlerish, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, fine, if you're not going to play with me, then I'm leaving, you know, like, or, you know, it's just like, it's sort of like yeah. a tantrum kind of thing. But if you also think about the fact that, you know, <laughs> many people have like the emotional intelligence of a five-year-old because we also... <laughs> suppress people's you know people are taught to just like push all the feelings down or whatever and we don't have any idea of how to like really process that talk about it like a lot of you know the people that are feeling this don't know why they're feeling it you know Mm -hmm. they're not like intentionally like i'm having a tantrum it's just presenting this way right um but i realized from watching that like okay well that's how some people feel and that's how some people, I guess, decide to deal with it, which seems insane to me. But I also don't, you know, I can't speak for, I can't really speak for the experience of partners because I've never been that. I've never been on that side. But that was, yeah, that was really interesting. And it's like in your face, you know, like it's yeah, just it, boom right there. And There's like, an but also like, what do you expect? What do you expect the person to do? Should we just, like, not pick the baby up as much? Should we not have the baby as involved in the family? You know, they're being held all the time. They're, like, constantly crying. They're all around here. Maybe we should just, like, you know, maybe they, maybe we should draw boundaries for the baby. Come on, baby, you know, it's not okay. You can't be crying right now. I'm talking, you know, my, you know, my partner's talking right now. We don't have time for you to talk. Wait your turn. Like, right. it's, you know, when you, when you start thinking about, like, well, what do you want? Like what would you what would you ideally want? It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. It's not possible, you know. It's not. It's like I don't know. That's when I start to feel like, okay, well, I don't know what you want then, right? I don't know how to give you what you want, and I'm not into giving people what they want anyway. It's it's a very difficult place, for sure. Um, but like we said. There's not like a one size fit all answer here. Like Gabby was saying earlier, boundaries are important. Education is important. Having those discussions. I mean, it helps. It really helps to have these discussions prior to the baby being born. Because sometimes you just assume you're on the same page. And you're not. Right. So having those discussions early. This is what I plan to do. This is what... But also, we don't know. 
Right. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do. It's just, you know, planning is wonderful. (laughs) I just want to acknowledge that it doesn't help sometimes. You know, when you're just, when a bomb goes off in your life, it's like, it's just crazy. There's no way around it. So anyway, peace to you. We'll be here to support you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We're here to support you. We get it. We get it. We see you. But yeah, if any, you have any other suggestions, share them with us. We'd love to hear it and we'd share them with everybody else. If you've been through it and you want to vent, we would love to hear about it too. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.